So really going back and looking at how can you review and refine that system for your clients to make it easy and still personable as well. Like we all still want that human connection, human element side to your businesses. The other thing I would say is just be yourself. It's a saturated marketplace, but we all have our own points of differences and just be yourself and don't be scared to put yourself out there. I have this saying actually from my mentor, it's feel the fear and do it anyway. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Now, the one thing that every business owner, BDM or property manager I work with or even speak to wants to know is how can they grow their business? And growing your business, of course, means more income and more income means more lifestyle freedom. So it's a pretty important element in any business. Why have a business if you don't want those things? And there's a saying that without growth, there isn't success. So to answer that big question on how do we grow our businesses? Now, I have been doing this for the past 13 years, and I believe there are a few core things that have really helped me grow and other businesses I've worked with grow as well. Number one, I would say it is the relationships I've built, developed, and nurtured along the way. Number two, I would say it is the word of mouth. It's the reputation I have built. Number three, it's of course the marketing and the social media. And number four is BDMing that I do or the BDMs that I have engaged over the years. And that is where we will focus on today's topic, the BDM side of things. And how do you BDM like a boss? How do you get that consistent lead generation happening? How do you meet your goals and KPIs or targets? And how do you keep going even when you are so tired of hearing no or being passed over for your competitors. For me personally, letting go of the fear of rejection was a huge mindset shift that I had to make when I was BDMing in my own business. But to tackle this topic today, I've brought in the BDM boss babe herself, Sarah Sincotta. She's a leading business development manager in the real estate industry, and she believes that business development managers are not sales agents, but specialize in building long-term relationships with many different people. Her success within the industry came from being in the trenches. She was a property manager and then became a business development manager. And what she came to learn was that the standard of being a BDM in the industry was outdated with poor practices. And throughout her eight years of being a BDM in the industry, she rose to a new standard of what being a great BDM truly entails. And that's how her coaching program, Rise, was born to directly impact the lives of other BDMs and the outdated stigma of what the industry thinks a BDM is and set a new era for these relationship managers. Through implementing the Rise model, her goal is to raise your revenue, increase your influence, solidify your success and embrace your evolution 
so that you too can set a new standard. Isn't that amazing? And what is even more amazing is the value that she shares inside this episode. So take a listen. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. Now, before we dive in, can you please tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started, what you're doing now? Yeah. Thank you so much, Carly, for having me on. Um, Really enjoyed being here today and having a chat with you. It's always lovely. So a bit of a background, Um, been in real estate now for over 10 years. I actually started as an assistant property manager, but with a business that was doing an acquisition. So it was really interesting to first start my journey in property management, assisting with the acquisition side. That was only a six-month project. And then I did have to go out and source opportunities. And then grateful that I got the chance to be an assistant property manager again under true property managers. So that was also an interesting experience because I did most of the tenant side. So, you know, condition reports, routine inspections, maintenance and whatnot. And then the true property managers dealt with more of the landlord side. Then I wanted more. So I was in that role for two and a half years. I wanted my own portfolio. There was no room at that stage for me to have my own portfolio. So the ambitious person that I was and the opportunist, I went out and I did get my own portfolio as a property manager. Absolutely loved it. Not to toot my own horn, Kylie, but I must say that I really do view myself as being a great property manager and oh my gosh, how much has changed since then. Again, though, I was ambitious. I was onboarding new clients with just the opportunities that were there with my current clients and the service that I provided with them and really was interested in the business development management space. At that stage, though, I was burnt out, Kylie. I was managing 186 properties end-to-end at that time. I did have a bit of a scare. So for some people that do know me and have followed my journey, I did have a benign tumor on my liver, which was my body, I guess, telling me at that time to Sarah, what are you doing? Slow down. So I did a whole recap review of my life at that stage. Again, went out and sourced opportunity and I was presented either stay property manager or go into business development. So I took the plunge, did the leap of faith, went into business development and oh gosh, that first year I was just fresh of ideas, really embraced that title and that role and everything that comes with that. Absolutely have loved being a business development manager for nearly five years and then I launched my business a year and a half ago and have gone full-time into my business. It's been now five months where I'm mentoring just specifically business development managers that work in property management businesses. That is an amazing story. And I can definitely relate to a lot of your story, especially the health scare side of things. Sometimes, yeah, your body does give you that warning sign. And if you're not listening, it will give you that really big warning sign. So I can certainly empathize and relate to that. But I just want to ask you quickly before I dive into the first question I've got for you about our topic today. Do you think that your grounding as a property manager allowed you to be a much better BDM because you'd been in the trenches, you knew what was involved in that property management side, so it was easier to sell it maybe? Yeah, great question, Kylie. And this does come up sometimes from directors asking me, especially if they are recruiting for a business development manager. For me, my personal experience, 100%. It definitely helped me. It was a point of difference because there are so many different hats that business development managers need to wear. And the fact that I had that property management experience, I had that awareness and the knowledge of the legislation 
what is involved in the day-to-day, what's happening with, you know, VCAT. Well, I'm in Melbourne, so I'll refer to VCAT, but what's happening with the court systems, how we deal with rent arrears, what's involved in conditional reports, routine inspections, like the ins and outs of property management. And I think that really gave me the leverage when I was speaking to potential clients because of that language with the property management side, not just coming in from, okay, these are the services that we're essentially selling and representing for the business, but I knew the how and the why we did what we did. Amazing. So let's start with some of the challenges that you think BDMs are facing. You're working with a lot of BDMs at the moment. What are some of the challenges they're facing as we're entering into a bit of a different marketplace post-COVID? Mm, couple come to mind, conversations. One is comparison. It's been a big topic. So I'm finding that people are getting trapped in comparing their success or where they are at with other people and they're getting trapped or stuck in that mindset or mentality. So that's one challenge that I'm seeing. The other one with the current market conditions, uh, obviously this will be different in you know every different state, but with landlords selling their properties and the pressure that is coming now with interest rate rises, you know, land tax, minimum standards, compliance. So navigating how they can help their investors with also then responsible for, okay, this is what's happening. This is what's influencing the marketplace, but how can we help these investors still make sure that they are purchasing the right properties and making the right decision and investment opportunity for themselves and also saving landlords and investors money as well. So there's both sides and still coming in with that empathy and compassion not just trying to sell, 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 which is a challenge that some BDMs can get into. It's okay, we need to understand what's happening, what the news is putting out there because it's not always the case of what's really going on on the ground. So yeah, there are a couple of the main challenges I've been seeing at the moment, Kylie. That is amazing. I love that you're talking about, I guess, the key thing that I just took away from that. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought for a second there. It's about not just selling, it's more about that investor education. And for me personally, I feel like that is where BDMs need to be heading into that investor education space. And there has been a lot of talk about that. I know Ash Goodchild in Western Australia, she does that very well as a BDM who is also an investor educator. But let's talk about how does someone listening start BDMing like a boss? What are some of the things that they should absolutely be doing? right now. Yeah. I love that, you know, we came up with this topic, BDM like a boss, because I had a lot of my partnerships, friendships, my clients that I work with saying, just such a boss, Sarah. And it was really something that I didn't view for myself, but now being on the other side and mentoring BDMs, it's really go, okay, what did I do and how did I do it so well? So I think for BDMs right now, it's just get really clear on refining everything and really thinking about how you can take someone on that journey with them. So understanding the story, understanding their why are they investing in the first place? What are their goals? Really understanding that from your client's perspective, because that's how you're really going to build that trust and that relationship building and that nurturing and retention, the longevity of that relationship with that client. So I think that's just a really key point right now is just get really good at asking questions and forming those trust and relationships with clients, refining and reviewing. So right now, like marketing is huge. It's a massive topic when it comes to putting ourselves out there, representing the business, 
finding opportunities that lie out there, but reviewing every step. So how are you onboarding someone at the start? How are you sending out your documentation to your potential client? What does it look like in terms of them receiving the documentation? What does it look like when you're sending off the marketing for their property to go online? Are you making it easy for the client? And there's so many things, and we spoke briefly about this offline, but so many things that we can automate now in our businesses to help with that. So really going back and looking at how can you review and refine that system for your clients to make it easy and still personable as well. Like we all still want that human connection, human element side to your businesses. The other thing I would say is just be yourself. It's a saturated marketplace, but we all have our own points of differences. And don't be scared to put yourself out there. I have this saying actually from my mentor, it's feel the fear and do it anyway. And I think that's a great takeaway for anyone listening is we all have had that feeling. It's like, oh my gosh, what if someone doesn't like this piece of content? Or what if someone doesn't like my video? Or what if this email doesn't get the response rate that I need for the open clicks? But just start doing it. Start putting yourself out there because the results will benefit from what you do today. Absolutely. And it's no point waiting for it to be perfect because nothing is ever perfect. And I do live by that, just you know, embrace the fear and go for it anyway. And I think one of the blocks for me when I was BDMing in the early days of my business, the huge mindset shift that I had to make was the fear of being rejected and being told no and going into an appraisal. And then you know, the other competitors got the business and I missed out on the management and then having to you know, do the walk of shame back into the office or whatever. That was a really big mindset shift for me. Do you think that is a big fear for a lot of BDMs that you're working with still, the fear of rejection or being told no? I wouldn't say it's a fear very much in my style of mentoring conversations that I have and from being in that place before is there's always a lesson from that no. So it's actually embracing or if you can come to that place of embracing that no because I've been there, Kylie. I've taken it personally before. If I've gone into appraisal and I thought it was going really well and we connected and then, you know, they said, Sarah, we've gone with another agent. But it's just what could I have done better? You know, did I not ask the right questions? Did I miss that value piece? Did I not follow up properly? Could I have showcased more things with what I say, you know, your proof statement? So things that I brought along, did I truly understand what the client's wants and needs were? So I think it's embrace the nose. There's always a lesson from the nose as well as there's lessons from the yeses. Like, okay, what went well? How did we get to that point? So I think that's something that, yeah, going back to feel the fear and do it anyway. So do the thing. And then if you do get that no, well, instead of saying that you're being rejected, it's what can I learn from that no so that next time I can be more prepared or better equipped. And that's a shift in mindset. That is. And that is absolutely amazing advice. So anyone listening, take that advice on, learn the lessons that come with rejection or being told no. I personally believe that being a good BDM comes down to consistency and it comes down to being patient and also resilient when you are facing those times of rejection. Do you agree with that? Do you think the magic happens if you just keep showing up, keep being consistent? Absolutely. Could not agree anymore with that. I think consistency is the key. We've all started with, you know, no followers or perhaps you have worked or you're going into a business that has doesn't have a database or you're 
coming up with your marketing plan and putting yourself on social media. We all start from somewhere, but consistency is key. So I would say what you do today manifests your tomorrow. So if you're not showing up today, if you're not forming new connections or you're not picking up the phone or you're not doing your marketing plans or your social media plans, then that will hinder the results of your tomorrow. So if you be consistent with those things, and yes, there are a lot of things, but just start with one. Be consistent with that one thing. Get really good at that one thing. Nail that one thing. Then introduce another thing because that's when you will see that results and that success that you want. And I think, you know, the main thing for business development managers is you have to motivate yourself. You have to have that drive. As some previous bosses have said to me is that I had that fire in my belly. So it's what's that fire in your belly? What is it that you're passionate about? What is your why? Is it, you know, for me, my mindset was I get to wake up every single day and help investors with their journey. That was my motivation. That was my drive to then be consistent in the things that I implemented every single day to then BDM like a boss. If you are anything like me, you think you know your rent roll numbers. Well, I thought I did until I had a rent roll health check and I was quite literally shocked. The money I was leaving on the table was astounding and this is not something that I'm proud to admit. There were mismanagement fees, let fees, advertising and lease renewal fees not being charged and properties even without bonds. And all of this was happening despite monthly audits being conducted in my business. So how did I uncover all these gaps in my valuable income? Well, I had a rent roll due diligence from my good friend, Tazi, aka the Rent Roll Queen and founder of the Tazi Way, a specialist in rent roll due diligence, business valuation and management rights. The Tazi Way is the innovative force driving the real estate industry. With 25 years of business and real estate acumen, they find gaps and risks in your agency to find undiscovered value. If you'd like to book your business in for a rent roll due diligence, head to the link in the show notes and mention that property mum for a 10% discount. Beautiful. Now I'm sure you will agree with this. Growing a business online is key. Do you feel like it's important for BDMs to have their own personal profiles on social media as opposed to being part of the business brand's profile? Yes, absolutely. And again, from experience, the business will have its own brand, all right? So if I just talk from a franchise perspective, they'll have their branding and they'll have their mission, their values that will be attached to that brand. And essentially it's important for individuals to understand what that brand embodies and really the values and understanding that. But then personally, you're the one who is going out there every day, whether it's in person or online, representing not just the business brand, the values, the mission, but also your personal branding, your values. And I think there's a space to combine both. So for me, I would have branding from the franchise that I work for, but I also made it very clear on who Sarah was and what does she stand for? What does she care about? And the combination of both worked really well. I also love though that I am seeing Kylie more businesses and directors sharing the rental side 
because, you know, a few years ago, it was all sales, just listed this house for sale or just sold this property. And now I am seeing more of them showcasing the property management side and the faces behind the business that are going out there every day and forming these relationships and servicing the clients. Absolutely. Well, ultimately, people do business with people, not businesses. So they want to see the people behind it. And I have done for you social media business and a lot of my clients that I've started out with in that business, property management business owners. And Mm. we've really worked hard to build their profiles online. A lot of it is around that investor education piece, but some of the traction that they are getting through their social media has been amazing. So talk to me then about your RISE program and about some of your best tips for anyone that's maybe struggling in growing their profile or getting management, you know, reaching their targets, the KPIs, or they want to get started as a BDM, but just not sure what they need to do next. So the BDM mental program is quite unique. It was developed because I wanted to form a community of business development managers that were ambitious, not just about the business growth, but also their personal growth. And again, I know we spoke about this offline and we'll talk about this a bit later, but it's the same, you know, your personal growth and your professional growth is intertwined. So I stripped back the BDM role entirely. So, you know, from all my years experience working in property management and as a business development manager, and it really goes through the foundations that you need to set to be able to have the right goals in place, the right action plan in place, to be able to connect with your clients and then support the business growth, all right? Because yes, we all want to make more money. We want to onboard more clients, but there are certain things that we need to ensure that are there and that's where the foundation piece to be able to go out and do the things that we want to do to be able to have the opportunities so when it comes to networking or referral partners or your social media so they are all key elements prospecting how to set up your day and then all of the collateral that comes with that and the accountability piece because we do we need someone that will hold us accountable that will give us what i call as your tire pump and really give you the tools and strategies to be able to implement that in the businesses that they work for. So in a nutshell, that's what the program does. A lot of the business development managers that have come to me, they just feel stuck or they've lost their motivation or they have been a business development manager for 25 years, some of them that I've mentored, and they just need that refresher. They want to upskill again. They want to be involved with other people that are like-minded and doing the same thing that they do every single day because that's beautiful in itself. BDMs collaborating with each other like a few years ago, unheard of, you know, but now it's fostering that we've got ideas, we have different areas that we service, we all have our different points of differences, our strengths and being able to share that in a safe space as well that you can, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to implement this this way in my business. Yeah. Like what we do, Kylie, as our business as well, we support each other, even though we're in the same space. And because the whole mission is we want to give back to not just new generation business development managers, but the ones that have been doing it for a while too, that need to stay up to date with what's happening in new industry trends that are going on. That is amazing. And we will share some details about your RISE program in the show notes as well. Now let's move on to that personal development piece, the foundational piece, which you rightly pointed out. So can you share a tool, resource, podcast, or something that has really helped you shift 
momentum or shift where you were stuck? Mm. So for me, and going back to our topic, BDM like a boss, I believe that mindset is everything. So a few things that I have done or I'm doing at the moment or my suggestions is BDMs are generally busy. They're on the go all the time. They're doing so many different things is find your space that you can just be present with yourself, calm, pause. So what that looks like for me is meditating, all right? And meditation can look different. It can be different for different people, but it could be you go dancing once a week and you're just in that moment, you're not thinking about anything else. I like to meditate. It's just 10 minutes every day that I'm just in stillness. I'm not thinking about anything else. And that's a really great way that I start my day. I journal every single night. And this was a game changer for me, Kylie. And it's just reviewing how your day was. You know, what were your wins for your day? Was there any challenges that came up? And I set myself a goal. So it could be for the next day, I want to ensure that I read, you know, one chapter or half an hour and I'll set myself a new goal. So that's my accountability piece that helps me stay motivated and accountable. Also keeping a active lifestyle. So going for walks every morning, eating healthy, you know, like look at what you consume every day as well. So I think that's really important. If we want to perform at our best, we need to be nurturing our mind, body, soul. And I really strongly believe in that. I have a mentor myself. So I committed to a mentor for this whole year because I myself want to continue to learn, develop and have a community of people that I can share things that are going on as well with events. They do that retreats. I absolutely love a great book though that I loved. It was a game changer. It's called The Alchemist by Paulo. I'm not quite sure how to say his Coelho. Yeah, Yep. Absolutely. Well so it really just perspective on life in itself and, you know, our meaning here and our purpose. I'm really big on that. Some do say I'm a corporate hippie because yes, as much as I work in the corporate world, I still am a strong believer of there's things that we can do that is in our control. And mindset is definitely one of them. Another book is The Gift Mindset by Renee Garusio. Great, great book. Lots of tips in there. And podcasts. So yourself, Kylie, there's Ashley, like you mentioned, Kirk Stafford. It's really good just to listen to those podcasts, but as well as my mentor, his name's Carlo. Great podcast as well for, you know, mindset work and things like that. So as well as we want to continue to build professionally, I also think that if you can find some podcasts like what Carlo does, Conscious Blueprint, it's definitely helps with then how we can integrate that into our everyday life to nurture our, ourselves because we have to come first. We have to look after ourselves first before we can go out there and service other people's and give our absolute all to others out there. Hallelujah. I love it. That's all <laughs> stuff that I practice and preach as well. And that is amazing advice for anyone listening. And it does all start with you. And there's so many things you can do, but just start, like you said, with one thing, one thing that you can do to shift that mindset to one book, one podcast, one small change to your lifestyle, and then go from there. And it's amazing what happens. I mean, you know, I'm assuming you've been on this journey for a while. I know I have my journey started when I was in hospital after having heart surgery. And sometimes, you know, for us personally, we've had to hit that rock bottom moment. But hopefully for somebody listening, they haven't hit that rock bottom moment. They might avoid that destination and Mm -hmm. they can continue on from there. 
Thank you so much for all that that you've shared. It has been amazing. And I can tell you do BDM and do life like a boss. So it's been great to connect with you. How can our audience connect further with you or find out more about your RISE program? Yeah. So I would say, you know, I am active on all the socials like yourself, Kylie. So if you would like RISE with Sarah Sincotta is on Instagram or Sarah Sincotta is on Facebook. The best place to find out more about my program is my website. So just Rise with Sarah Sincotta. It is under development at the moment, Carly, which is pretty exciting because the business has evolved, as have I. So we'll be up and live in a couple of weeks, but the old one is still there if you would like to know more or just give me a call. I'm always saying I love to connect, have a chat with people. So if you would like, my number is available on my platforms as well. Give me a call and I'm happy to have a chat. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here with me today. Thanks, Kylie. There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA. So that essentially, your business is never without admin support ever again. And my health, time and business has never looked back. Your PMVA can take care of tasks like rent arrears, lease preparation and renewals, maintenance follow-up, routine inspection bookings, data entry, audits, prospecting, inbox management and so much more. And the best part of implementing a PMVA in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service. What makes me feel so safe is that PMVA is owned by Tiffany Botel, both here and in the Philippines, making my data secure and giving me more control over the VA arrangement. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. Property inspections, entries, exits, incomings, outgoings, routine inspections, whatever you call them, you have to do them. And I remember when I first started as a property manager, you had to handwrite the reports and take notes on a digital camera, then upload the photo memory card to your computer and hope and pray that they weren't all blurry or your computer had enough memory to store them. But gone are those days. To Inspection Express. Now, Inspection Express is not only the number one tool used by leading property managers across Australia and New Zealand, but the leader in groundbreaking new tech in the industry with the launch of 360 degree virtual tours. Now, virtual tours is upping the ante, giving landlords, owners, and directors unparalleled 360 degree virtual access to their properties. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your free demo with Inspection Express. Can I ask you a quick favor before you leave this episode? Now, we all know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine is no different. If you could spare just a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast, it would mean a lot to me. In fact, what would get me super excited is if you share this podcast with someone in the industry who you think might need to hear some of the episodes right now. 
And if you'd like to find out more about working with me or any of the products I have to help you start, grow or scale your property management business, head to my website, thatpropertymum.com.au or check out the links in the show notes.